Welcome to another episode of Enviro Convos. I'm your host, Jacob King, and today I am excited to be here talking over a coffee, about coffee, with Sharka Hornikova. How are you, Sharka? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Jacob. Um, it's great to be here. Yeah, re- really excited. And I think it's a really cool topic and just our little discussion before we started. I'm, I'm really excited to, to pick your brains about some of this stuff. So uh, I'd like you to sort of introduce yourself. Tell us uh, what, what you're here to talk about. Alrighty, well, um, my name is Shark. I like the shark. You can call me that. Um, and I've, uh, earlier this year I started a um, social enterprise called Donut Waste. And Donut Waste is focusing on saving all coffee grounds from landfill as well as food waste and organics. Yeah, that's really cool. And is there, like, what's, what's the problem of food waste and coffee grounds and organics going to landfill? Great question. Where do I start? (laughs) We have a lot of problems when it comes to waste and recycling and WA especially. Uh, But with organics, um, that's my personal passion. So that's why I went into starting a business which saves organics from landfill. The biggest issue with organics going to landfill is that it creates this gas called methane, which is about 35 times more potent and more harmful to our environment than carbon dioxide. Hmm. And um, what percentage, I mean you might not know, but what percentage of our waste is food or organics that create this? Oh, I do know that. Um, it's estimated that up to 50% of each residential bin, your general waste bin, has organics. Yeah, that's, that's how much people actually put food waste, yeah. So we, they also say, if you look at it um, in other way, every third bag uh, of groceries you buy, you pretty much throw away. Mm, yeah, that's that's really interesting. That's that's very high, yeah. and so this the the waste that we're we're producing is household the biggest generator of it. Is it businesses? Is it? It is in Australia. It's households, um, businesses also, but uh, definitely households. It's the number one waste yeah. generator when it comes to organics. That's really interesting, um, and a cup of coffee you get the grounds from it. How much? waste like how much car- uh, methane would we be generating from each cup of coffee um that's yeah that's something i wouldn't know that specifically uh, yep. there are not really many statistics about how much organic waste in uh, waste of, um, in terms of tonnage we actually mm-hmm. generate here in perth yeah um there are statistics that look at the whole australia yep. we know there's around three and a half thousand venues in yep. perth um over a thousand of them at least are cafes and some of them would produce um bin 120 liter bin of coffee grounds per day yeah so that's yeah so it really varies on uh, what they focus on and uh, what they do so delis for example they would have a lot of veggie uh, prep so they have a lot of vegetable waste um, and then restaurants have a lot of food waste instead so it really varies and coffee grounds um, have the highest density they one of the heaviest waste Mm. as well so they take up a lot of space in your landfill so that's something to think about when people are looking at their waste solutions and recycling solutions. Okay, cool. Uh, and where did the name come from? Where does Donut Waste come uh, from? That's a good question. <laughs> um, donut Waste, I do get a lot of people uh, wanting donuts from me, but uh, the <laughs> Donut Waste has this first um, subliminal messaging of do not. So some <laughs> people yep. actually do pronounce it that way, which is great. Uh, and Donut has the connection as a food to the food waste, which is my passion, mm-hmm. and to the cafes. Yep. And thirdly, um, the one that most people don't actually know yet, it's the donut uh, economy, the, yeah. the circle economy that um, we often talk about now. Yeah, okay. And what, 
what interested you in this? Like, what drove you to start a business in this area? Um, that's a long story, but I'll try to shorten it up. So, my background is actually in uh, digital and uh, websites. That's I've done that in Prague where I'm from for many years. And um, I grew up in Prague, as you can hear. I'm not Australian originally. So, I grew up very differently to Australians. I grew up with a single mom who didn't have that much money. And we would never waste food, ever. And then when I got to Australia, I started working in hospitality, as many of us immigrants do. And I would work, um, I remember in Brisbane, in uh, Hilton, where we work at those big functions and we would serve amazing um, you know, little muffins and all those canapes. And at the end of the function, there was so much of it left, they would not let us take it home. They would just put it all into bins. And I was, I was terrified. Like, they let us, however, eat as many as we could on the spot. So I just overdosed on <laughs> muffins that day. But that was just, I think that's when it all started, the little seed. And then yeah. when I moved to Perth and I eventually became permanent resident, I went back to my industry, but I found it a little bit meaningless. So I went on and became a personal trainer, worked off all those donuts and muffins I ate and <laughs> became a yoga teacher. And I think from that journey, I became a bit more aware. Mm. And then, yeah, one day I was just, reading a waste strategy when I was on holidays and I got really interested in waste and I went on and I got a job in an um, electronic waste company, Total Green Recycling, which is the local e-waste recycling company that recycle, has been recycling you know, e-waste for 12 years. And yeah, that was my journey. I stayed with them for two and a half years and then I went to local council to become a waste education officer to actually learn all about how we deal with our waste. And that was really eye-opening. Mm -hmm. And at the end, um, I just yeah felt like I need to do something like I just had this urge to do it myself so I can actually remove some waste so that's how I started donut waste because I felt like I just want to remove it because Fogo if you've heard of the fo food organics green um, beans so it's it's not happening fast enough in my view so mm -hmm. I just felt like I'm just gonna start now and diverse all of the coffee grounds because that was something that no one is doing here in Perth so I was like well I'm just gonna do it awesome I like the little link back to it all started from cakes and now <laughs> you don't you don't waste yeah it? exactly that's how it started um, so when you you've got a you know you, you go to a cafe and you say all right I want to pick up your your waste what what do you do what happens what's the process so the way it works um, it's very simple. I'm trying to make it as easy as possible on the venues. So I have purchased 120 liter bins. So that's a bin is just under the size of your normal general waste bin you have at home. And I give those to cafes for free. Uh, they get actually a, a free month trial. So that's how we figure out how many coffee grounds they have and how many pickups they need. And then on call, there is a um, you know, number on the bin and everything. So they just can either Instagram me, email me, call me and let me know it's full and I can pick it up and take it to a community garden. So that's one of the biggest questions I get as well. So I'm taking it to community gardens, ideally to the closest one. So the community that um, created that waste actually benefits from it and it gets made into compost. Yeah, that, and that makes sense from a carbon footprint if you don't have to haul as it well, too far. Yeah, and you don't want to be driving all the way down south somewhere. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that's that's cool. And so on, on average, how, I guess 120 liters of coffee waste how long does it take a cafe to fill up one of those bins oh it really depends so I have clients that they take a month um, they're not as busy uh, there are some that I know of they create a bin a day wow. some of them some of them I do twice a month thrice a month so it really depends on how busy they are where they're located how yep. big they are so that's why we do the three month trial so to figure out how much waste they have yeah okay and what how many coffees are in that bin 
approximately? Uh, <laughs> you're asking all those hard questions. It really depends how big is the shot they make as well. So yeah, okay. the shot can vary from 18 grams to 23 grams. Yep. So um, I have some statistics that we do and we just come with a 18 one. So if you look at our Instagram, you'll see some of the statistics we do. And oh, cool. All right, there's a there's a plug. Get over, <laughs> get, get over to the Donut Waste uh, Instagram and, and check out all totally. the the questions that I've got. Um, so, you you use it for um, in gardens, in local government. Um, well, you use it for gardens around mm. places. What's the benefit of coffee grounds in the garden? So coffee grounds are very great in compost. Um, a lot of people think that they can just put it directly into garden. I do not recommend. From the research I've done so far, it's actually not as great directly on some of the things. Some things like it, like your blueberries, your rose bush might be happy with that. It's mm -hmm. quite acidy. Uh, otherwise, it's always better to compost it for a moment mm -hmm. because there are some, um, let's say, parts of it that they suppress the growth of the vegetables, for example. So you want to compost it. Yeah. Uh, but then after you've composted, there is a lot of great stuff in it. Uh, it's really nutritious, highly nutritious waste. It's nitrogen. So if you mix it with your brown waste, like your leaves and uh, your paper, then you get really rich compost. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Ah, never. And so I guess from a, a grassroots perspective, people making their own coffees at home is that something that you they can do themselves or do they need this big volume to be able to do it i encourage everyone to actually compost at home um, that's the easiest way is to just get one of those bins from your council they if they have a uh, retard old old bins they just cut them in half you just mm -hmm. put it in the ground and that's your easiest compost solution you can have mm -hmm. then you can chuck your coffee grounds in there you can also make stuff out of it to reuse coffee grounds like um, the simplest thing is to actually do your um, no body scrubs, you just mm -hmm. dry the coffee grounds and then you add some oils and that's it. Mm -hmm. So there are many things you can actually reuse coffee grounds and there are many great companies around the world that they've been looking into other products. There is a company in UK called Bio, Bio Bean. Um, I've been on a Zoom with them recently and they do farlocks. Mm -hmm. So that was my original idea. I'm still to, I'm still trying to find a machine that would be able to do that. Mm -hmm. but, uh, farlocks that because it actually burns better than wood mm -hmm. and, and more efficiently. And yeah, there are so many other products you can do. So I'm looking into all those and trying to figure out what to do, what to make out of it, to make it more circular. No, that's, that's cool. So I guess that'll also mean that, you know, as a business, you'll have options and be able to like expand into different areas. And Definitely. That's the, that's the um, plan because with waste, as we know, it's always difficult to make it economically viable. So mm -hmm. um, we do charge businesses for the pickup because they uh, actually save the space in the landfill bin. So they are effectively saving money from that perspective uh, and for us we are driving around a lot so we do need to pay our fuel and our time mm -hmm. so we charge the business but then at the end of the process we'd like to also make something to return it to the cafe so I'm looking okay. at making soaps mm -hmm. I'm already talking to people who could make some uh, really nice soaps make out of coffee grounds and then there's the circularity of the whole process where we give them back to the uh, venues and they can just use them and actually feature them to their own people and teach them about the circular economy in that way so they can use the soaps from the grounds they drank in the cafe they go to. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. So you can go have your coffee and then come back later on, get the bar of soap yeah. and wash yourself with the same cup yeah. of coffee that you, you drank much. before. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Um, and I guess looking at like that, that big picture of, you know, like the, the circle economy and the being sustainable in your own, you know, your own home and doing this sort of thing. Are there tips that you give to people to, to live that more sustainable life? 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like um, we all about the higher, you know, the waste hierarchy. So looking at instead of recycling, looking at avoiding the waste in the first place, and that's why coffee grounds is one of the things that we look at as something that is going to stay, but it has a lot of value at the end as well. So uh, if you look at, let's say, plastic packaging, that's something you should be avoiding. You uh, ideally look at it as there is a product that I can purchase that doesn't have that packaging. Whereas coffee, we love coffee and coffee grounds had to stay. So that's also one of the reasons that we feel strongly that that waste should be um, reused in some good way. Unlike food waste, for example, we would definitely encourage people to avoid waste. There is another number I can uh, give you is that people actually, uh, on average, in Australia, waste about 2,000 to 2,500 dollars per year on wow. food waste. So that's something to consider uh, learning how to avoid uh, wastage. So shopping more often, more frequently, more fresh. And yeah, not don't go shopping hungry, for example. So there is a few tips as well. So yeah, there's definitely many ways. But the m main thing we tell people is don't sweat it. Like find something that you are passionate about, whether it's plastic, whether it's food waste, something that you resonate with and start with that one. Because we can't be all perfect. Like I wasn't perfect. No, you're not gonna be perfect when you start. We all learning, we all on a journey somewhere. So start with something that is easiest for you and then go from there. Yeah, I, that's something I've learned as well is that you can't fight every battle. Yeah, exactly. But doing something is better than doing nothing. And picking yeah. one or two small things is, is something that you can do practically without making your life so complicated that you know it yeah, comes exactly. inefficient. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we don't want people to drive with five lids to recycling center. Like that's just not efficient. You're gonna waste the CO2 on it. So just just focus on the bigger picture and you know make the simple switches that are easy for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, and I guess one thing that we were talking about before we we got started on uh, on recording <laughs> was uh, the reusable coffee cups and. Oh, yeah? And these programs, you know, these uh, borrowing library-style programs. Yeah, so there are many great startups here in uh, Perth, actually. One of them is, <laughs> sorry about the noise, guys. That's yeah. actually a waste collection, so <laughs> very topical. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the reusable cups, um, one great way to look at reusing your footprint is, uh, for example, bringing your own cup when you're getting a coffee. So we work with a lot of partners, like GoToCup is one of them, that they do uh, events without single use. So they have reusable cutlery, cutlery reusable uh, bowls and all those cups that uh, when we go to events with them that no one actually uses single use, whether it's normal plastic or bioplastic, that's a whole different team. So that's you know one way, but when you go to your normal cafe, there's something called Renome. So that's our friends um, uh, from Renome that actually been around for some time. And if you forget your cup, then you can just pay a deposit and uh, return the cup not to the same coffee cafe but anywhere in the network in Perth. So it's a really easy way to help people who already have a, have purchased their cup but they've forgotten it at home so they don't have to buy another one because we're avoiding, remember, being the um, avoidance people, we just um, get something that you can reuse and uh, drop it off anywhere and yeah, so check them out, Renome is a very great um, way to start. Yeah, cool. And I guess taking a step back, what's the problem with a takeaway coffee cup? So yeah, that's a great question. Uh, not many people know that takeaway coffee cups are actually not recyclable. Um, not only they end up as a uh, big contamination in recycling bin because uh, most people think they are recyclable, none of it is recyclable. Not the body of it, not the top lid, 
none of it goes to recycling bin, it goes to landfill. So no matter if it's bioplastic, whatever bio-bio greenwashing it is, it goes to landfill. Okay, so what is bioplastic? What, <laughs> what are these cups made of if they're not plastic so paper? They are actually, um, if they are certified. So there is, um, with bioplastic, there is many things you could talk about. One of them is that anyone can actually call bio anything. Mm -hmm. There is no regulations on that. So if I decide to call my plastic thing bio, then I'm just greenwashing people and no one has a way to know. So that's not people's fault because mm -hmm. they don't understand. It looks like plastic. It says bio, I'm happy. But so that um, the things you need to look out for is the um, pretty much accreditation. So we have two accreditations. One says home compostable, one says uh, commercially compostable. Mm -hmm. And that's where it comes to uh, most of the cups. If they are, if they happen to be accredited, they are accredited to commercial, commercially compostable mm -hmm. way. So that means it had to be collected properly. It's not gonna break down in your home compost. So uh, again, the home compost, they are there. So they are now coming up, but if it's not home compostable, it's not gonna break down your compost if you happen to take it there. Most people will not take it there. Um, another thing with those as well, people think that um, your vegetables or your bioplastic will break down in landfill. It won't. It takes about five years for a head of lettuce to break down in landfill and more because there is no air. So that's same with the cups. If you put them to landfill, you're not actually doing um, yourself or the plant favor. You're just really making an expensive waste that um, could be commercially composted, but that's another issue here with Perth. We don't have the infrastructure for that yet. So, but even if we had, there is one more problem with that because you came to the cafe, you're having your coffee in your takeaway cup and you're not taking it away. Mm -hmm. Why not? It exists to take it away if you must take it away and then where do you put it? If you're sitting in a cafe, please, please, please have a mark, have something that we can reuse. It makes no sense logically to have takeaway cup if you're sitting down. Yeah, cool. That's, that's it's a, yeah, very, I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this, um, this sort of movement that you see more and more of cafes just not doing takeaway cups, either having you sit in or you bring oh. your own cup, that's your, oh. you're on board. Man, like that is, I wish there were more of them, but there are a few now brave enough to do so. And there is the WA single use plastic ban coming in, mm -hmm. which will hopefully bring more awareness to this issue. And people will realize that even there will be cups, bioplastic still allowed, yeah. they are actually not collected or anyhow composted. So there is still reusable will always be better than anything bio coming to your market. Okay. And I guess the, the follow on from that is um, again, part of our discussion beforehand, we we're talking about different types of coffee cups and mm. the circularity of being able to, you know, recycle coffee cups at the end of their life. They, you know, you've got your, your whatever sort of cup that you take yeah. to every cafe and after a while you drop it and it's become fragile and it breaks. Yeah. How, is there any that you recommend to be able to, you know, extend the life beyond mm. its use as a coffee cup? Uh, that's also a great question because there is um, something called the right to repair, for example, that addresses exactly that. And that's pretty much the core of the circularity. Uh, the circular economic is not about collecting stuff that we then figure out how to recycle. It's about making the stuff in the first place recyclable at the end of its life. So not only built to be repaired and reused as many times as possible, but also already have the solution to recycling at the end of it. 
end of, at the end of the day. So it comes down to um, when you think about electronic waste or your white goods. You know, back in times they lasted many, many years, whereas these days they are actually designed to break very early and then you don't have an option. So if you look at, um, yeah, like the, the movement called right to repair, there's a lot of talk about uh, Apple, for example, not making it easy on people and just holding on to their... Um, IP, for example, not to have other repairing it. So that's something that is changing in the world, and that's definitely something I'd encourage anyone to look at. And we are, we should be moving as an economy, or should be. Hopefully, we will um, move towards reuse. So not owning everything. So, for example, when you look at um, some tools like drill, how many times in your life do you use a drill when you buy? So it's actually better for us to rent those things. So it comes down to the cup eventually too. You don't have to own 10 coffee cups because that's not actually great either because mm -hmm. then you'll have to deal with all of them at the end of life. You could rent them or just have one that you really like mm -hmm. uh, from something um, like glass or ceramics or if you must plastic that you actually um, trust in and you enjoy and that way you look after it and make it last as long as possible. Yeah, all right, cool. Um, something it's a bit of a tangent to what you said there. Um, the you know we'll, we'll go back to your your past life into <laughs> e-waste e and that sort mm. of thing one thing that i've been looking at a lot recently is this um urban mining and oh, yeah. you know people going around and stripping out you know the the bits of you know old electronics mm -hmm. and things and and selling it you know like yeah, you yeah. don't realize that your phone is full of all these it is these things that you can Use. They do reckon that we will be actually landfill mining in the future because we have put a lot of precious uh, metals in our landfills mm -hmm. and we are running out of some of them. Like mm -hmm. aluminium, for example, has like the highest demand ever and it's rising, but we are running out of aluminium. There are already predictions in a few years we will run out of it. So they are reckon that they reckon we will go to landfills and dig it up again. Well, that's that's interesting because <laughs> you you think like the the price of gold the, yeah. and the cost of digging out of the ground is yeah. so high. Oh. Absolutely. When you've got, you know, all these electronics that exactly. everyone's got laying around yeah, that's that have got exactly all these gold it. components in Pretty it. Pretty much, yeah. And we just put it to landfill and let it leak into our waterways as well. So mm. that's another issue with mercury and all those things being in our electronics. Yeah, no, and especially with demand for electronics getting higher oh, rather yeah. than lower. And that again comes to the fashion, fast fashion, not only in, you know, our clothing, it's in our electronics, everything is fast fashion designed. and. And that's what the marketing creates, the demand of the consumerism. I need to have the bigger phone, the better phone, and the battery will eventually die off. And that's another part of the uh, right to repair movement that they fight as well, so that uh, Apple doesn't make it uh, slow down and you know make us buy the next one, next generation, because we have to. Mm, yeah, and I guess that's part of that conscious consumer, mm, like... Yeah doing a bit of research into where things come from and you know yeah. the lineage and, and and how do I get rid of it at the end yeah yeah that, that's, yeah. that's where that's does it go and that's the question people don't ask like most people just put in their bin and think it's magically disappears mm -hmm. in this magical fairyland but most of the well I shouldn't say recycling but the sorting that's what we do in WA because we are a sorting country um, it's done manually like there are machines like optical sorters but there are humans actually doing it and that's why it's so time non-effective, time costly and money-wise, it's super expensive. Mm -hmm. And there are humans going through your trash. So if you put a nappy into a recycling bin, they'll have to go through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I, I've got a newborn, so I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll make reusable sure. Reusable nappies. There yeah. you go. There's yeah. a lot of councils now offer actually rebate on reusable nappies. Ah, there are a lot of workshops around, so check in with your council. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> um, so on a completely different topic, uh, <laughs> let's let's push on. You have another another business that you run, and I'd, I'd really like to oh, give yeah. you the opportunity to. <laughs> To spruik your your business, you know, I, my the podcast I want to run is really about community and curiosity okay. and and you know people helping people and mm. asking questions. So awesome. so I yeah I'd really like to know about your your other your other. Great. Business. Well, the other business we have with my partner is called Little Tap Trailer, which is a really stupid name because no one understands me when I pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a mobile bar. We go to events, um, do beer festivals and uh, you know weddings, uh, any parties. And again, we try to make it as sustainable as possible. So we have our dishwasher. So at weddings, especially because that's actually on a rise with the COVID, a lot of them are moving outside. So we go to those events and uh, we bring uh, glassware and um, yeah, we have 12 tabs. So everything is out of a keg. Mm-hmm. Unlike, you know, we try to not create waste. So you can get a wine in keg these days, anything, cocktail sign kegs. So yeah, we're doing sustainable events, and um, I'm trying to kind of merge that with my other donut waste. So we are, we have recently teamed up with Go to Cups. So they do the reusable events, as I mentioned. So we're doing those too, and make sure that all the organics and all the waste actually is sorted correctly. So not only we just make people to come to one station where they have no other bins, and they are told in which bin to put it, and they are actually educated about what's happening and how is it going to be sorted at the end mm, that's that's really interesting because like you said we're running out of aluminium so you don't want to use yeah. too, too many cans and yeah and like if that. you are you just make sure that the containers for change actually collected and they are recycled because aluminium and glass and most of the materials we use are infinitely recyclable mm. yeah you can just you know turn them over and really simply actually with aluminium not in here in wa but yes it, it can be done yeah awesome and one thing i i understand or I, I think I understand about cans is that a lot of them now have a plastic lining on the inside as well which makes it problematic. It, yeah there is a lot of talks about um, any really um, materials being put together so yeah that's something to look out for mm-hmm. um, like one big one is for example Tetra Pak so that's mm-hmm. all your long life long life milks and all your non-cow milks they come in something called Tetra Pak which is a company that is um, not local but um, it's around the world but no one can actually recycle those packaging so because of that issue it has a cardboard it has aluminium and it has plastic mm. and it's so hard to recycle so that's not even worth doing and even though they are now collected some of it like the small juice ones are collected within the containers for change yeah. they have to travel all over the world because there are only about two machines that can do it somewhere in Germany and Japan or something and they can recycle those. So if you can, again, avoid those things. You yeah. know, look at what is it made out of. Can I recycle it? And if you're not sure, go your council. They'll tell you. Yeah, and and you're seeing more and more products which are deliberately putting their packaging as you know recyclable products. So there are alternatives out there. There are definitely so. And and again, there's a lot of greenwashing coming with that. So make sure that. Uh, you're asking those questions because you can ask mm-hmm. and even if you have packaging that you feel like you cannot recycle or it comes with so much plastic another big one is a soft plastic that we don't recycle here we have to ship it over to over east and they have so much of it that no one's buying the benches they're melting it into mm. so you can ask your provider whoever you bought it for to do better just email them and ask hey next time could you just use something you know less plastic more sustainable mm. 
Because that's up to the, us consumers to actually push the change. We all have a part to play. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. And I think that's a really strong point probably to, to finish up on. <laughs> so um, to, to close everything out, how do people get in contact with you if they want to either hire your tap trailer or they want their coffee grounds picked up? Oh. So you can find us on our website. We have websites for both of our businesses. Uh, it's littletaptrailer.com.au and donutwaste.com.au and you can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. Yeah, I definitely recommend watching Sharka's videos. She's uh, <laughs> there, there's some fine form She's in there. An entertainer, you'll, yeah, yeah you'll, you'll you'll have a few laughs. That's uh, awesome. I, I really appreciate your time, no, and it's so been much. very enlightening for me, and hopefully for anyone else. And um, yeah, if uh, anyone has any questions, make sure that yeah, you get in touch. You, you, you shout out, and um, yeah, thank thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone.